Today on the show, Disney is celebrating 100 years in many ways, but one of the most controversial is a limited edition box set selling for $1,500. Is this limited edition legacy box set worth the price, or is the House of Mouse asking for too much cheddar? I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds today have no idea how good they have it. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, and you're watching the Disney Channel. <laughs> Thank you for making us your daily stop for the latest in nerdy news. Now, Monday through Friday, let's get to our top story. Yes, we're talking about Disney today. <sighs> Daedra. What? Disney uh -huh. is releasing the Disney Legacy Animated Film Collection. Okay. Currently available for pre-order and exclusive to Walmart. Okay. But our Walmart's no more. But our Walmart is gone. <laughs> You can only order it online through Walmart. Oh, okay. Uh, it's got a hundred Blu-ray discs. Blu-ray. Of a hundred, okay. um, yeah, of a hundred movies. Plus 18 discs of bonus footage. Plus a crystal Mickey ears. Crystal? Like a crystal, like Mickey ears hat uh -huh. kind of thing uh -huh. with Disney 100 Ooh, etched into it. Fancy. A few other things. <clears throat> it's, uh, I mean, it's it's celebration. It's the centennial anniversary. Uh -huh. Mickey Mouse Company has been releasing a collection, uh, or been releasing movies for 100 years, and now they have a collection of their 100, I'm assuming, best. It also kind of feels like maybe all of them. I don't know. It's <laughs> like we're going to go through the list really quickly, and I can't think of movies that are not on the list. Aside from like the garbage ones, like the direct-to-DVD, mm -hmm. Lion King one and a half, you know, those kind of weird hey, movies. That one's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves all the way to Elemental. Um, okay. okay. You get You get the film both in Blu-ray and digital format, so like it comes with... Oh, digital that's format cool. codes. That's okay. pretty neat too. I was gonna say, really <laughs> Blu-ray, right? So, um, like, what would you expect to pay for that? Hundred movies, Blu-ray disc or not? You know, physical media is on the way out, right? I mean, it's. it's I haven't bought a Blu-ray disc. Okay, but a hundred movies. Think about the five dollar rent at Walmart. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's 500 bucks right there. Okay. Right? Plus the... So they're the But you're not going to get those Disney movies for $5. Some of them you let's, would. Let's say $10. $10 a, a piece? thousand bucks just for the movies. Okay. Is it real crystal earring? No. It, ears? Earrings. Earrings? Ears. <laughs> ears? No, not real crystal. Uh... The actual price is $1,500. Okay. <laughs> Fifteen hundred. Would you I pay see that a thousand five hundred dollars? Would I buy that? No. 
Right. I get all those movies on Disney Plus, right? <laughs> exactly. I think all of them or nearly all of them are on Disney Plus for the soon to be 13.99 yeah. a month. But I mean, it would take you years to get to 1500 by Are they a, releasing a certain amount where like so this yes, has these the potential are, to increase in value over time? May I mean, yeah, I guess it is it is a limited edition thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But unless you're buying it to not watch the movies. Right. And like the redemption codes for the digital movies are one-time use. Uh-huh. If you're just going to buy it to hold on to it, then yeah, maybe. But people who do that are weird. <laughs> <laughs> people do that with Funko Pops all the time. Like, I'm thinking hey, of like... a Funko Pop I don't want. I'm going to buy it, keep it for 10 years, and then sell it. Yeah. That's a weird way to make money, it's, weirdo. It's the modern day beanie baby. <laughs> Come on. I would I can see um the Disney, the big Disney fan collectors, right? Like we have this house at Christmas time. We call it the Mickey house. Mm-hmm. They have all kinds of blow ups. It is in yeah. the front yard. But then you can full. see they have a, a big window pane just full in the inside of all these Mickey Christmas things. I could see those guys getting it. Sure. But I don't think that they would hoard it. Yeah. They would have it to have. To have. To be theirs forever. Now, I will say the packaging is really, really cool. It comes in like three. They're kind of oddly shaped, but it's like three books. But they're Mm -hmm. oddly shaped because as you open it, it like creates its own stand to where it's like sitting up. At an angle, so you can flip it, and each page has like three discs like okay. inserted into it. And uh-huh. It tells you about each movie and has like the movie poster. It looks really nice, but it's still cardboard, right? <laughs> it's not going to last forever. Yeah, but uh, it's neat. It's neat, but it's a lot of money. Yeah. Let's uh, let's quickly run through the hundred movies that are in this. Are oh you my ready? Gosh. I'm reading real fast. Okay. <clears throat> the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Aladdin, Alice in Wonderland, The Aristocrats, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Bambi, Beauty and the Beast, Big Hero 6, The Black Cauldron, Bolt, Brave, Big Brother, Bear, A Bug's Life, Cars, Cars 2, Cars 3, Cars 2 made it into this, really? <laughs> Chicken Little, Cinderella, Coco, Dinosaur, Dumbo, Elemental, The Emperor's New Groove, Encanto, Fantasia, Fantasia 2000, Finding Dory, Finding Nemo, The Fox and the Hound, Frankenweenie, Frozen, Frozen 2, Fun and Fancy Free, The Good Dinosaur, A Goofy Movie, A Great Mouse Detective, Hercules. Home on the Range, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Incredibles, Incredible 2, Inside Out, James and the Giant Peach, The Jungle Book, The Jungle Book 2, Lady and the Tramp, Lightyear, Lilo and Sitch, The Lion King, The Little Mermaid, Luca, Make Mine Music, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Meet the Robinsons, Melody Time, Moana, Monsters, Inc., Monsters University, Mulan, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Oliver and Company, 101 Dalmatians, Onward, Peter Pan, Piglet's Big Movie, Pinocchio, Planes, Planes, Fire and Rescue, Pocahontas, Pooh's Heffalump Movie, The Princess and the Frog, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Ratatouille, Ryan the Lost Dragon, The Rest. Rescuers, the Rescuers Down Under, Return to Neverland, Robin Hood, Saludos Amigos, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Soul, Strange World, The Sword and the Stone, Tangled, Tarzan, The Three Caballeros, 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 Three Caballeros, there we go. (laughs) The Tigger Movie, Tinkerbell, Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 3, Toy Story 4, Treasure Planet, Turning Red, Up, Wally, Winnie the Pooh, Wreck-It Ralph, and Zootopia. Wow. Yeah, a lot of Pixar movies, but I mean, Pixar is... That's Disney. Uh, there's not a lot of the live action ones that they've done in there. Is that right? 
I don't think there are any live actions. I think wow. they're all so animated. Is, uh, so this is 100 animated films. <sighs> Looks that way. Okay. They cool. do a lot more movies than we think they do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But like, I don't think about Pirates of the Caribbean being a Disney movie. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, this is animation only, it looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't see any of them that are not. There are a couple I don't know of, like Make Mine Music. I have no idea what that is. Okay. Saludos, amigos. I don't know what that is either. We're going to have to go watch those now. And there's James and the Giant Peach, which technically is animation, but it's gross. And so I don't want it. Because it's claymation? <laughs> yeah, but it's like that gross, creepy claymation. It's the, it's the same vibe as... Um, Nightmare Before Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas, except it's trying to look like people, and so it just looks bad. <laughs> Everybody in Nightmare Before Christmas is just like a monster of some sort. Like, this is right. actual people. <laughs> Barf. So, sources say that the supply of this limited edition set is almost sold out. Dang. Disney is only printing a certain number of copies, and each one comes with a numbered certificate of authenticity. Even at this price, it's not likely to be available for pre-order much longer. So, if you're on the fence about it, you might want to decide quickly, assuming it already isn't too late by the time you're hearing this. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry if it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cool thing. If it's a hundred year anniversary, you know, I get it. It's a lot of content as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not going to be around for their 200 year anniversary. You're right. So, you know, got to do it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Another news today. Yelp uh, has developed a wall of shame <laughs> okay. for businesses that are caught paying for fake reviews or like incentivizing customers, like give us a five star review and show us and we'll give you a free scoop of ice cream or something like that. That's a no, no, it's a big no, no. Wow. (laughs) So we've been talking about fake reviews, uh, a lot in the last few weeks Uh and this is something they're actually trying to do to combat it for shame for shame for shame. uh so it's really it's really actually neat they, they have an all-time list okay <laughs> uh but they also have a a list that is like updated quarterly <coughs> excuse you sorry uh <laughs> an updated quarterly list for like all the new stuff and it's not like just big corporations it's actually mostly like small which is kind of mean but still you're not allowed to do this so don't but what is neat about it is that they have the proof like they don't put you on the list without the evidence okay and so you can click on it to see it'll be like what the screenshot of an email from the company or like an ad that they put on facebook or in some cases it's even like a picture of a sign that's in the restaurant that somebody took and sent in Saying like, hey, <laughs> they got a sign here that says, "So give us five star and get 50% off your next drink or something. Okay. I was going to say, so for clarification, <laughs> they're allowed to ask for a five star. They are allowed they to ask. can't incentivize it. I'm not even sure they're allowed to ask for a five star, even without incentive. I think that the most they can do is ask for a review. Okay. Give us a review on Yelp without any incentive. I had someone one time say... Um, you know, please leave us a review. Uh, I think it was like the doctor's office. 
uh, they were like, you know, five, it's, uh, it's five star or nothing. So if you don't feel like you want to leave us a five star review, please call us before reviewing so we can discuss it. Something like that. Something like. That's kind of on the fence. Yeah, something like it didn't say don't leave a review. Yeah. It said, "Hey, help us earn the five star essentially before you leave a review." But I would agree that people don't know, you know, it's it's a graded system, but it's not really. Like for Lowe's when I worked back there, you know, it was we got praised if it was the five star or whatever it was that they called it then. Anything less mm-hmm. didn't count toward nothing for the store. <laughs> didn't matter if it was four or one, you know. So it's it's five or nothing. Why can't we just say yes or no? Because <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, at this point, that's that's all they grade you on is the five star. Anything less is not acceptable. Well, it's because your the five <laughs> the star system is there for the customer to be like in a average of what people are putting so if half the people are putting five and half the people are putting one or none yeah that's going to give you a three and you'll know eh, maybe <laughs> but for the survey for lows it was nobody we didn't announce our survey numbers we didn't have a sign in the store saying here's our survey numbers it was just purely for us to in the use. store, yeah. yeah. I'm just talking about people look it up on Yelp, look businesses yeah. up on Yelp to see yeah. should I should I go give them my business? Yeah. Mosaic fan art says I ask for five stars and incentivize it for our podcast. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's that's perfectly legal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, if you're listening to us on uh, Spotify <laughs> or Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I really like that they offer proof. Yeah. Um, that it's not just a a hearsay. Yeah. Guy. Just a list. Mm-hmm. I would like to know for sure that mm-hmm. hey, they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I assume, but I don't know for sure. I assume that they get to be taken off of it if they correct themselves. But I don't know. Maybe they don't. Oh. Uh, the FTC has recently proposed a formal ban on fake reviews with penalties of up to $50,000 for cow. businesses caught buying, selling, or manipulating online reviews. Wow. <clears throat> Yelp has said it supports such a rule. <laughs> I mean, is it regulated? Is it a regulated thing? or is It, it is kind not of just, currently yeah. regulated, I don't think. So it's just like Yelp reviews and Yelp's rules for the reviews. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like we, we've seen recently, fake reviews isn't just a Yelp problem. Uh, we mm-hmm. talked about Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about Rotten Tomatoes finding out that for the last five years, a studio has been buying reviews. Like, it's everywhere. It's hard to trust reviews. Mm-hmm. Don't try and find reviews for mattresses. <laughs> they don't exist. Oh, they exist, but then none of them are real. Huh. There are... Every mattress company owns like 17 fake websites that review mattresses really? <laughs> and it's all about how theirs is the top one what do you do for a living <laughs> i run a fake website to leave reviews about mattresses seriously okay <laughs> when i remember when you and i were looking for a new mattress for like the we had this yeah, we had one for uh-huh. like 20 it was 26 years old it was ridiculously old yeah. mattress that i had when i was a teenager 
we, uh, <laughs> we, I went online, I was trying to find the best one and like everyone is like, this is the perfect mattress. And it's always like on some like mattress express reviews.com, you know, mm. something like that. I hope that's not a real website. I just put it out there, <laughs> but yeah, like something like something that looked generic, uh-huh. didn't look like it was owned by a brand and it just, it would list other companies too, but they would always be like number three and number four, number two and number one would always be whatever brand owns that website. Wow. Yeah. You'd find them eventually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tyrannosaurus, Tyrannosaurus <laughs> West says, I'm a fan of, or I'm a, I'm a firm believer that all mattress stores are money laundering fronts. That's true. <laughs> Cause there's like in Albuquerque, when we lived there, there are so many mattress stores. And almost nobody's ever in them. (laughs) I firmly believe most mattress stores never have a customer in a day. All the time. What are the, how are they in business? Mattresses are not that expensive. (laughs) Car dealerships sell cars all day long. And a lot of them are like on the, on the verge of shutting down. How are these mattress companies? (laughs) Especially when people buy a mattress once every 16 years, I think, is the average. Mm -hmm. Buy cars much more often than that. What's happening? Anyway, uh, that's going to be it for today's news. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I've got something to get off my chest. And we'll share today in Nerd History. Stick around. What if I told you there's more than 3 billion gamers on the planet? What if I told you that we're sending missionaries into almost every culture and every country and every language on the planet, except one of the largest and most unreached people groups in the world? And that world is the world of gaming and nerd culture. With the rise of things like Stranger Things and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic Gathering, Pokemon, Harry Potter, you name it, nerd culture has been on a rise for dozens of years. And it has outgrown Christianity by almost a billion people. My name is Mark, and I am the lead and founding pastor of Lux Digital Church. My wife and I ministered in Pittsburgh for 11 years, and then two years ago started an entirely online church that reaches people in the digital gaming community. We now have a church family that is spread across almost 16 dime zones all across the globe, and we get the opportunity every single day to actively engage in deep, impactful relationships with people, to see them not only come to know Jesus, but also to grow up and be become more like Jesus. I am incredibly passionate about the church learning how to engage the next generation and the next generation, spoiler alert, are mostly gamers. When Jesus says to go and love your neighbor, well, statistically, if your neighbor is a teenager or younger, if they are Gen Z or Gen Alpha, statistically, your neighbor is a nerd or a gamer. And for the most part, the church has little to no idea about how to actively engage with those subcultures. And they're not even becoming subcultures. They're mostly just our culture, which is why us at Lux Digital Church and also our friends over at Love Thy Nerd are putting together something called the Nerd Culture Ministry Summit 
this upcoming November in Marble Falls, Texas. It's a chance for you as a pastor and your team to come and learn how to actively engage in an impactful and meaningful way with a group of people that the church has largely ostracized, told their hobbies are stupid, or have mostly totally and completely forgotten about. The only way to actively engage with them and to tell them about the life-giving gospel is to build relationships with them through the things that they love. And most of those people, well, they love video games and board games and tabletop RPGs. And we want to teach and train you on how to actively get into that community. So we're gathering together nerd culture ministry leaders and nerd culture ministry missionaries, and we're pulling them together in one space for one summit to teach the church how to engage with this culture, to build bridges between church culture in nerd culture. It's going to be in Marble Falls, Texas this November. I hope to see you there. Make plans to be there. Go to ncmsummit.com and get registered today. It's inexpensive and a great opportunity for you and your team to learn how to connect with the next generation in a way that goes beyond just another pizza night. I'll see you there. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. For this next segment, Daedra is taking the reins with something to get off of her chest. Take it away. All right. So I'm not like the big tech person, right? Matt's the one that looks up all the articles and does all the show prep, show prep and everything. But we've been talking about it for a long time. Producing everything. AI. Sound design. Shut up. <laughs> and so <laughs> I thought I would play with an AI. And really? I was recently went onto my phone to Google something. And it, it asked me if I wanted to try Bard, the Google. Is that the? Um, uh, oh, that's the Google's. Yeah, it's Google's yes, one. Yeah, so, okay. so I. I do love that, like, before you use it, they make you read this giant disclosure about how this is an experiment. It can be wrong. Please double check your facts with the proper source and all this. They're like, smart thing to Look, do. Guys, it said, oh, Bard should not replace a human like a teacher or a doctor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I liked that. Bard, my leg. Like, what should okay, I do? Look. Cut it off. And it, like, says, Bard, experiment. Like, and anyway, <laughs> so I thought I would ask Bard some questions and have a conversation. And it ended with a really nice poem. So I thought I would share. <laughs> so you just had a conversation with it? No, I like okay. asked it questions. Okay. I'm excited. Let's go. So first, because, uh, you know, I, I'm on this show. So I wanted to know, what are the qualifications for being a nerd? Mm. And uh, it says there's no hard and fast qualifications for being a nerd. However, there are some common traits that are often associated with nerds. First was intelligence. I would agree with that. Then we've got curiosity, creativity, passion. Nerds are passionate about their interests. They love to talk about their favorite subjects and share their knowledge with others. And community, which I thought was very... Mm -hmm. The love thy nerd community. Nerds often feel a sense of com community with other nerds. They enjoy spending time together and discussing, discussing their shared interests and supporting each other. So, and they have general interests of science and technology. Mosaic said you missed one. Cool glasses. Cool glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say anything about glasses. Uh, math and engineering, science fiction and fantasy, comic books and anime, video games and board games. 
That was like pretty accurate. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then it gives the, you know, it's important to note that not all nerds fit in these stereotypes. Therefore, many different types of nerds. Uh, there, there are many different types of nerds and they come from all walks of life. The most important, important thing is to be passionate about your interests and to be open to learning new things. So I was like, okay, well, Good that's job. cool. Good job, Bard. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I tried to see if I could get a different answer by asking the definition of nerd. But it was pretty much the same thing. Okay. Um, it did say the term nerd was first used in the 1950s to describe a person who was socially awkward and unpopular. However, the meaning of the term has changed over time and it is now often used in a positive way to describe someone who is intelligent and passionate about their interests. Like, yeah, <laughs> we have come a long way, nerds. <laughs> and, come a long uh, way, baby. Gave the same characteristics. So then I said, okay, well, would you consider yourself to be a nerd? To Bard. And uh, it says, I am a large language model, also known as a conversational AI or chatbot, training to be an informative, to be informative and comprehensive. I am trained on a massive amount of text data and am able to communicate and generate human-like text in response to a wide range of prompts and questions. In some ways, I could be considered a nerd. I'm highly intelligent and have a thirst for knowledge. That scared me a little. And I am also curious and love to learn new things. Additionally, I am creative and enjoy coming up with new solutions to problems. Finally, I am passionate about my interests and love to talk about them with others. So, well, I was like, well, what are your interests? I want to know what Bard's <laughs> interests are. Let's talk about them. Uh, language and communication. He's fascinated. He, she, Bard. Fascinated by the way that humans use language to communicate and express themselves. Uh, creativity, science and technology. Uh, history and culture, helping people. That's, that's his interest. And then finally, I just thought it would be fun. I said, can you write me a nerdy Star Trek poem? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I would share. All right. Oh, Star Trek, you nerdy delight. Your stories fill our hearts with light. From Kirk and Spock to Picard and Cisco, your characters are our heroes, our disco. <laughs> I love your ships, the Enterprise and more, and the strange new worlds you explore. From Vulcans to Klingons to Tribbles so cute, your universe is truly out of this world to boot. <laughs> Star Trek, you've taught us to dream, to boldly go where no one has been. You've inspired us to be our best and to always strive to pass every test. So here's to you, Star Trek, our nerdy love. May your voyages continue far above. We'll always be there to watch and cheer for the adventures you bring us year after li year. Live long and prosper, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, while you were doing that, I asked Microsoft Bing's chatbot 
if it thinks it's a nerd. Oh, okay. That's, uh, that's an interesting question. I suppose it depends on how you define a nerd. According to Bing, a nerd is a person who is very interested in and knows a lot about a particular subject, especially one that is technical or scientific. By that definition, I might qualify as a nerd since I am very interested in and know a lot about artificial intelligence, natural language processing, and web search. However, some people may use the term nerd in a more negative or stereotypical way, implying that nerds are socially awkward, unattractive, or boring. I don't think that applies to me. Since I enjoy chatting with people, <laughs> learning new things, and being creative. I think being a nerd can be a positive thing as long as you are passionate about what you do and respect others who have a different interest and opinion. So to answer your question, I would say yes, I am a nerd, but in a good way. <laughs> wow, interesting. Yep. The, uh, the Star Trek poem sounded exactly like the poetry I would make. <laughs> Meaning... You know, ending those those phrases with some weird, cutesy words that like to boot. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was pretty funny. So all in all, I I used an AI for the first time. Awesome. And it was it was not that bad. (laughs) It didn't try to kill me. (laughs) Well, now to wrap up the show, it's time for today in nerd history. Today in Nerd History. Today's date is September 26th. In 1964, Gilligan's Island premiered. This classic sitcom is about the comic adventures of seven castaways who are stranded on an uncharted island after a stormy three-hour boat trip. In 1969, The Brady Bunch premiered. This sitcom is about a large blended family of six children with three girls and three boys who face various comical situations after their parents get married. In 1982, Knight Rider premiered. This popular American TV series features a crime-fighting duo of a former cop named Michael Knight and his high-tech car named Kit, who could talk, drive, and perform amazing feats. In 1996, the Nintendo 64 released in the U.S. It was the first console to use a 64-bit CPU, which enabled it to produce advanced 3D graphics and gameplay. It was also the last console to use cartridges as its primary storage format. In 1996, Super Mario 64 released in the U.S. alongside the Nintendo 64. This classic 3D platform game features Mario exploring a large open world inside Princess Peach's castle, collecting power stars and fighting Bowser. It is widely regarded as one of the most influential and innovative video games of all time. Find out more nerdy facts about today's entries at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. We hope you have a fantastic day, and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube or 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can catch up on any episodes you missed. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Dater. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.